Welcome, everybody. It's episode 10 of the How You Say podcast. I'm Boyd. I'm AJ. Thanks for joining us. Yay, we made it to double figures. <laughs> we never thought we'd make it. We thought if we got a second episode, uh, that things would be going along quite swimmingly, and we got 10. Yep, so. and we're getting uh, double figure listeners. So at least 10 listeners a week listening to our podcast. Are we sure that's 10 listeners or one person 10 times? I'm not listening to it 10 times. Okay. <laughs> Are you listening to it 10 times, boy? I listen to it a couple times, yes. Uh, all right, well, let's get into it. Uh, we just finished up week eight. Uh, we only have five more weeks until the playoffs start. Mm-hmm. So now is the time to start uh, you know, making your final playoff pushes this is when you need your your optimal lineup going forward we still have a couple bye weeks to get through but better be figuring out who that playoff mm-hmm. caliber lineup is going forward uh we'll get into the the week eight matchups uh up first we got holtzclaw versus duncan battle of cubicle buddies and holtzclaw laying the smackdown. must be must be quite awkward in the amazon offices these days for Corey to be walking around after suffering a 35 point loss to his buddy andrew yeah. uh holtzclaw just Loaded with talent. I mean, he scored 141 points, and he had 89 points on the bench. Uh, I mean, Corey scored a respectable 106, but really didn't stand a chance against uh, the performance that Holdsclaw put up. And I believe Corey's logo is going to change to a for sale logo very shortly. (laughs) Corey appears to be in full-on selling mode, just offloading a couple of his Big acquisitions this season for draft picks just recently. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that into the transaction portion of the podcast later. But, yeah, final week for McCaffrey and Evans on the Duncan squad. And they put up good performances. He got 47 out of the two of them. Mike Evans with a big 30-burger. Mm-hmm. Uh, just not enough for holding off Holtzclaw. Uh, next matchup, Danny versus Tansy. Uh, this one... Biggest blowout of the week. Uh, Tansy ended up scratching his way to a 52. It didn't look like it was going to be quite that good uh, earlier on Sunday. I think he had about a 30, 37 going into Monday Night Football when he had Edelman uh, put up a 15 for him and he saved a 52. But just was not good for Tansy. Yeah. I don't know what's happening because he also dropped his second highest score. Yeldon is a free agent now. Yeah. And he scored him 11. One of the better pickups of the year, and I think probably one of the key parts of that big Mike Evans deal in which he got back Edelman, Thomas, and Yeldon, and now uh, just giving up on the Jacksonville Jaguars running backs. Yeah, Thomas will be interesting now, now that he is a Houston wide receiver. That's right. Presumably a better quarterback throwing to him, but also... Definitely a better quarterback. Maybe, I mean, he's got uh, DeAndre Hopkins to fight for looks with. So who knows how that turns out. But uh, Danny just chugging along 6-2 uh, and two right now, just showing us all how it's done. Yeah. The other newcomer to the league this year, uh, Bellett Tomton, 7-1, and one, beating, well, pounding Pound Town, well, barely. It was a... Tough matchup, both high scoring, 124.2 to 119.1. And Bell just came through. Um, did this come down to Monday night? It did come down to Monday night. And James White, 19 points. And. Yeah, so Barrett seemed to be facing about a 14 point deficit going into Monday night football. She had James White going. You're feeling okay about that. James White has been surprisingly good this year, and he scored double digits every single game. Uh, coming off a 23-point performance last week, followed up with a 19 this week. Basically, all receiving points. Pulled off the comeback. Uh, probably a little closer than it needed to be. I don't know if uh, people were watching that Rams-Packers game, but Gurley had a walk-in touchdown to seal the game with about 40 seconds left, and he ended up just falling down short of the goal line. Uh, a sure 6.5, I think he had 5 more yards to go, a sure 6.5 more points for Barrett, and uh, Gurley just gave up. And so... She probably only needed about eight points out of James White, who you're obviously feeling pretty good about, but ended up needing 14, 15, and she got 19. So, And just like the Packers, the Packers cut Ty Montgomery, and Barrett followed suit and <laughs> cut him as well. Yeah. 
Well, when you put up a negative 2.2, that's when it's time to cut bait. Which is a bummer, because now it leaves Barrett with just three Packers. She almost has more Vikings than Packers. I'm not sure. Is she a Vikings fan or a Packers fan? I, mean, I don't know. We should ask her that. Hard to tell at this point. All right, next matchup, we have Lauren Christina. Battle of a couple of 5-2 and two ladies coming into this thing. Uh, we touched on this a little bit in last week's podcast. Christina was a heavy favorite due to some people that uh, Laura was going to be missing. Missing Melvin Gordon and Matt Ryan, Corey Davis, and of course John Ross. Uh, and it ended up being uh, even more of a blowout than projections would have led us to believe. A big 47-point uh, victory it's... for Christina. Laura's stumbling a bit. She got out to, what was it, a 5-0 and start? I believe so, yes. And last three have been losses, and mm-hmm. some of them have been tight, some of them have been, like, just underperformance. Yeah. Well, her team is not particularly deep, and so when Melvin Gordon goes down with injury, I mean, he's missed, I mean, he obviously had the bye last week, but missed the Tennessee game. Uh, I mean, if she gets him back, then everything's great, but... When you're missing Gordon, that means Collins is your number one running back, which I don't think she's excited about. You're forced to play Chris Thompson, who has not been particularly good this year. He's also been hurt a lot of the time. So we'll see uh, what uh, we have in store for Laura's team for the you know the remaining five yeah. games and then the playoffs. But yeah, she's gonna have to do a little turnaround. Yeah, next matchup was Boyd versus Eric, who. I picked as the upset special. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Eric didn't bounce back enough. He yep. did bounce back from Missed 60 to 88. But Boyd did beat him uh, 109 to 88. Yeah. And it was a nice all-around performance. Your love child did not come through. Tyreek the Fleek Hill. Well, he hurt his groin in the fourth quarter. So, uh, I mean... Well, is he going to play this week? I don't know. I'm planning on him not playing, uh, which is a bummer. And I've got, luckily, my receiving core is so deep that I can withstand a loss of, you know, the number two receiver in fantasy, Tyree Kill. But, uh, yeah, no, he didn't perform, but the rest of my team did. My uh, new favorite acquisition, Tariq Cohen, who is now in the top 15 of running backs yeah. and top four, I think, in the last four weeks, uh, put up a 19 and a half. Okay. Got a negative out of my kicker, which is never good. But, uh, luckily, my team performed so well, I didn't really need it. So we were joking on Sunday, going, well, do you want to start Kirk Cousins and Dan Bailey? Because you had already sealed it come the Sunday night game. Correct, yeah. I had about a two or a point two point lead, I think, going into Sunday night. Eric had no more players going. Mm-hmm. I had Bailey and Cousins. And, yeah, I guess in theory, you know, maybe Dan Bailey misses a couple extra points and maybe Cousins gets hurt on the first play of the game. Maybe he throws up a negative a la Deshaun Watson. But I was not particularly worried about it. Hey, and Dan Bailey put up a negative. And he did put up a negative. No, in that first half, it was looking a little dicey because Cousins had turned the ball over a couple times. Bailey was not kicking anything through the uprights, just around the uprights. But in the end, I prevailed by 21 points. Uh, special shout out, uh, not only did the Boso squad win the matchup, but Tyler Boyd, uh, my namesake, was the highest scoring player in the matchup. I'll be it for Eric's team, but Boyd's ruled this matchup is basically what I'm getting at. Uh, Eric did win the weekly prize of stupid prize of the week by Boyd, London players, when there's only one match in that, it was It was a brilliant choice for a weekly matchup. Yes. <laughs> Great job, Eric. Uh, loaded up on Eagles. <laughs> Not particularly close. I did the matchup, or did the math. Eric had about 41 points out of his players. Next closest, I think, was 11 with Yeldon. Uh, Final matchup of the week was AJ and Baker, which I believe was our marquee matchup last week. Very tight. Came down to Monday night, and inexplicably, you ended up pulling out the victory, much to my chagrin, breaking the curse of... (laughs) Me being unable to pick your matchup correctly. How are you feeling about things? So, I'll set the scene. It was Monday night. I had a seven-point lead. I believe seven or eight-point lead. Yeah. Over uh, over Justin. But Justin had Tom Brady and I had Stephen Gostkowski. So, kicker versus quarterback. Couldn't have been feeling good. I was not feeling the greatest, but they were facing Buffalo. Yeah. Which is what gave me a little bit of hope. Because Buffalo do stifle... Are a stifling defense. 
Like, so I was hoping, okay, they're gonna like, yeah. I um, I looked at their project, uh, their scores from previous weeks, and there was one after the first two weeks. There was only one other one which was above uh, fifteen points, six above twelve points. So I was like, yeah, if. So they've been solid against quarterbacks. Yeah, so if they score like 13 points and Goskowski gets 5 points, right, then I'm like, home fleet. Mm-hmm. Goskowski got a few field goals. I was really annoyed. So when they got the pick 6, oh yeah. no, when they scored the touchdown, I was like, oh shoot. Brady got the touchdown. Brady got the 300-yard bonus. Mm. He was in the lead for a split second. And then they went for two. So I didn't get my point five. And that would have sealed it had they got the the two-point. If he'd thrown it, uh, yes, it would have sealed it. But then they got the pick six, and they kick an extra point. And I bumped back up into the lead. Great job, AJ. You're now sitting at four and four. Uh, made a big splash this week, which we'll get to, and yep. things are looking up for the ball squad. So transactions of the week. Um, David Moore was a good pickup, or the most expensive pickup, I should say, uh, this week for nineteen dollars by Bellet Thompson. And Finally, the the penny pincher herself is releasing her grip on her wallet and spending a little money. Yeah. Hey, you don't need any fab to win. Good um, for her. I'm on two bucks. Like, do I need any more fab? <laughs> no. I hope not. Uh, so that was the big waiver move of the week. Uh, not a whole lot else. I ended up looking into this a little further. It's been pretty slow as far as, you know, bidding wars. It, we haven't had a player have multiple bids for over a dollar uh, since Mike Davis like three weeks ago. So not a whole lot of, uh, you know... Multiple teams' interest. There's been some money spent. Uh, people have been really excited about random-ass players and spent some money on them, but but no double bid on players uh, in quite some time. And so the other um, the other big NFL news that happened was Ty Montgomery fumbled on a kickoff return, blotted out when he supposedly shouldn't have blotted out, and so it was cut by the Packers. Yes. And that meant that Alan Jones is now... Hopefully the head of a two-headed monster, or the main head. Well, at the very least, he's part of a two-man backfield as opposed to a three-man backfield. So I think you should be feeling pretty good about our trade. I am feeling pretty good Even about Even better. Trade. Every week, this trade is getting better and better. It is. And so if there is such a thing as the Bozo curse, um, maybe Coleman does get on IR and you win all out. I think so. I mean, every player that I've traded so far this season, traded away at least, has either got hurt or has got traded straight into a timeshare, uh, with the exception of Coleman. He's the last guy to to see if he suffers from, from the Boso trade curse. So, yeah, no, I'm feeling pretty good. I, you know, Derrick Henry got a touchdown in his first game back, had a bye last week. Mm-hmm. Jones has been getting more and more involved in the offense, and his competition just got traded away. So we shall see. Are you willing to put a little board bet on better rest of season, Aaron Jones or Tevin Coleman? Yes. Excellent. <laughs> okay, there we go. Put it down. All right, so we had a couple of trades last week and this week. Uh, basically, immediately before game started on Sunday, Corey pulled off a blockbuster deal, uh, traded away Zeke, and Jordan Reed got back David Johnson, Rob Gronkowski. Uh, a little bit of gamesmanship here because he was playing uh, the opponent that he traded with. And with Zeke being on by, it forced Holtzclaw to put Isaiah Crowell in his lineup, which, as we determined, didn't matter because Holtzclaw won by about 40. But uh, <laughs> this is now second time in two weeks David Johnson's got traded. I mean, he's basically the village bicycle at this point, I think. <laughs> and traded to the losing team. Exactly. Right? So... If Corey offers you David Johnson and you're playing him, watch out. Yeah, probably going to lose. The other trade, probably more monumental. Uh, You and Corey made a little swap a couple days ago. You acquired Christian McCaffrey and Mike Evans and Corey's third and fourth round pick, and you gave up your first and second round pick from next year. Mm -hmm. Uh, You threw in Ronald Jones, which... 
Maybe he keeps him, maybe he doesn't. We'll see what happens there. But uh, for all intents and purposes, you basically trade a draft. You trade a first and second round pick. You got a third and fourth back, and you got Mike Evans. How do you like this deal? So the way I see it is I traded back exactly... Um, so in my vision, I think I'm going to finish top four, top three with okay. this trade. Like That's why you're making these trades. You're yeah. making them to win. Like, And if I don't win, I will come close, maybe. And... What you're expecting is Corley to finish very, very low. Yeah. Because he's selling out. Okay. Right? So, if... And I basically went, well, what if he finishes bottom three and I finish top three? That means it is a 10th and 15th pick of the draft. The 10th and 15th pick of the draft. Mm-hmm. To the... I think it's the 27th. And ish, yeah. 27th-ish and uh, 46-ish yeah. pick. Um, I I was happy with that. I don't think I gave up too much. I looked at who was there at the turn. And there's some wide receivers. There's someone else. I am hoping also of the move I made last week of Devontae Freeman being a as valuable as a first-round pick next year. So that way, I do still have a first-round pick. Um, so in terms of that, I don't think I gave up too much for next year based on how much I got this year. And then I find out that like Mark Evans is going to be questionable this week with a knee injury. So... Well, yeah, we'll see how that Let's see. Um, it makes... like, And what I was looking for is Stefan Diggs and Emmanuel Sanders on buy next week. So I needed some firepower. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm holding on to a few players. Let's see how it goes. After these next two weeks, my buys should have calmed down. But let's see. Like I, I am happy right now. Okay. I, I think I like this trade from Corey's perspective. For a second there, you know, the first look at this, it almost seemed like a lose-lose trade. I'm not sure why either one of you did this trade. But I do like it. I could see it from both perspectives. I kind of like it from Corey's perspective. And I like it for this reason. Uh, Getting that first and second round pick from you is going to be pretty... I mean, he's going to have three picks in the top 15, we'll Mm -hmm. say. I mean, if you win, it'll be three in the top 13. That's a huge get for him. I mean, to move up your third and fourth to a first and second, I mean, that could be, if he had done that this year, you'd be looking at something like Zeke, uh, Joe Mixon, and Julio Jones, which is pretty huge. Or you could be looking at Le'Veon Bell, uh, LeSean McCoy, and, and Devontae Freeman, maybe. And Devontae Freeman. Sure. Right? So, so it all depends it's on, a crap shoot, right? on choosing the right players. Uh, but I, I love that get. I mean, it may have been a bit of a steep price. I mean, if he packages those guys separately, then maybe he gets something pretty similar for each of those guys. But, uh, you know, at this point, Corey's two and six, uh, looking basically up at the entire rest of the league. Um, I don't I don't fault him for this at all. Uh, from your perspective, this is an interesting move because it now makes you incredibly deep. Some might say too deep. Like, yes, you can get through the bye weeks with, you know, Mike Evans and Christian McCaffrey and putting them in. But after the bye weeks, I mean, you're going to be benching some pretty stellar players. I mean, Hilton and Ingram are not going to get any play in your lineup. Or maybe you choose some different guys to bench. But you paid a pretty hefty price for what could be a minimal upgrade over Hilton and Ingram. I think McCaffrey is a substantial upgrade over Ingram. Okay. Right? And if you look at it, I have... So, week 9 and 10, you agree I need these players. Because once you look past that, right? So if I didn't have McCaffrey or Evans, who do I start? Well, you'd be starting Ingram as yeah. your other running, running back. back. And I need one other player. 
Chris Godwin. Like, it's, sure. it's a clap shoot. Like, that's a big 10, 15 point. Yeah. Evans over Godwin is a pretty significant upgrade, but... yeah. I, don't, I mean, it sounds like you're saying at this point it's win every game now and figure out the rest later. Yeah, because who knows who's going to get injured in the next four weeks, right? Who knows who's going to come out? And what I want to do is I need this firepower for... I need solid contributors across every position. And maybe I play, like, let's say week 13 comes around and I have... Like, do I really want to be playing, say, T.Y. Hilton against Jalen Ramsey? What? Do I... Would I love just bench him? What? Do I want to be playing, say, in week 12? Like, I get a much better split in week 12, I would say. Okay. So there's some lineup issues I can play with. There's Sounds like you maybe weren't as confident in some of these players as I think you should be and thus necessitated the trade. Oh, so the other thing going through my mind was Sanders may have been traded instead of Thomas. Okay. They're both about the same age. I think Sanders has like a year or two on his contract. Thomas does not. Uh, maybe that was why. Uh, or no, Thomas has like $17 million required next year. So there's, who knows? This happened before the trade deadline. Thomas went away. So yeah, who knows if Sanders is going to be as effective, right? Because now Thomas is gone. They're just going to focus on Sanders and let Sutton prove himself. So maybe he's against two people or maybe he's in the slot and he does like a, I don't know, it was like one or two weeks ago, he had eight catches for 10 yards or 12 yards. It was stupid. Mm-hmm. So he's getting the targets, but he's not getting separation. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's move on. Uh, so here we are. We find ourselves at week eight. It is okay. So we're about halfway through the season right now, and so we wanted to do a little bit of a mid-season report. Yeah. We got uh, five weeks until the playoffs start, three more weeks of playoffs after that. So just kind of a recap of the divisions. This East Division, looking more like the Beast Division. I mean, five out of the top six points scored against teams are all in this division, which I think means that we're facing the toughest teams. We Mm -hmm. also have more points or more wins than the other teams. So despite having faced more points, we're still winning more games than the West. Yeah, I don't know what this West division is. Like, it's... And we're still... And we've got Corey in our division. And we've got Corey. Like, we've, we're dragging him up the mountain. Well, and me. I've actually scored the least amount of points in the division. But that's not yeah. important. I'm 4-4, four and four, holding on to the sixth spot. All I gotta do is win out, and I make the playoffs. Yeah. I will say that, like, Justin's been a little bit lucky. Like, he's 3-5. and five. But scored like 738 points, which is one of the lower point totals. It's not many. So let's let's see how the rest of the season plays out for this. Yeah. Um, other than James Conner, who do you think the pickup of the year has been? Well, there have been some solid candidates. Uh, yes, obviously James Conner was the biggest pickup of the year. It happened immediately. I think we all kind of knew it immediately, and he's proven that. Uh, so TJ Yeldon was a name that was picked up, I think it was for $22 by Corey. Uh, yeah. Held on him for, I think, maybe like six hours before he flipped him in a trade to to Tansy for Mike Evans. Uh, that was a nice little pickup. He's been pretty productive. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tariq Cohen, I'm going to say, was uh, one of the better pickups of the year. As soon as he was dropped by you, he's proceeded to score no less than 16 points every single week. Yep. I'm getting trade offers left and right for him. I mean, Tariq Cohen's a hot commodity right now. <laughs> Just wait. He's going to disappoint you. He will disappoint you. Okay. Well, you've been saying that for weeks, and he has he's yet to do fool, that yet. He's fool's gold. Should we revisit this uh, Ronald Jones versus Tariq Cohen? I don't think we put that on the board. No, no, so no to speak. need to. But, uh, okay. <laughs> Uh, John Brown was a nice little pickup. That was early in the year. Uh, I think Tony picked him up right after week one. 
Uh, didn't I think he spent maybe five bucks on him in Fab and has basically been one of his better players uh, for the bulk of the year. For me though, pickup of the year, my man Tyler Boyd, making people named Boyd all over the world proud of this guy. Uh, actually, a free agent pickup, so I think I give Eric a little more credit. I mean, he wasn't the obvious guy. Uh, you know, when guys come off of waivers, you've got you know two days essentially to look over all the guys, you know, start analyzing uh, how much money you want to spend on them. But this was just, you know, had a feeling, went and saw Tyler Boyd, picked him up, and he's been money. Just like just like all of his Boyds. <laughs> Is there another Boyd? Uh, well, there's at least two of us. Oh, uh, also, we are doing at the podcast here a GoFundMe campaign for a Tyler Boyd signed jersey for <laughs> our co-host here ah yes it's all of like we can get a jersey off the website for 31 bucks so not many people need to donate maybe one maybe two i'm interested in a jersey uh maybe i can cut the sleeves off it'll look real badass <laughs> all right so those are the names i came up with did you have any more which of those names do you like as the best pickup of the year so I I think Yeldon Yeldon in terms of the whether I'll give it to Tony or Coy or it, it's shared between them the mm-hmm. award but Yeldon has been performing and he was performing all the way until last week when Carlos Hyde got put on the team with him. Well, even through last week, I mean, he's been scoring you know double digit points for weeks on end now. Mm-hmm. He, so, he's the number 11 ranked running back. Yeah. Scored and no fewer than seven points and six out of, no, sorry, eight, six out of eight games have been double digits. Yeah. So I, I'm surprised he's a free agent. Like with that. the current state of running back, uh, he's possibly the best running back on numerous people's teams. Yes. And, uh, I mean, you mentioned him as pickup of the year. We've now got a third shot at TJ Yeldon being the pickup of the year. He is now back <laughs> on the free agent pool, readily available for anybody to pick him up. Yeah, like, anyone who doesn't have a stacked team That's right. pick him up. Like the two of us. Like the one of you. <laughs> All right, so that's our pick for pickup of the year. A surprise team. We had a couple of surprise teams of the year. Uh, you know, both... Negative and positive. I mean, we prefaced this uh, a couple weeks ago. The top four teams from last year were me and Eric and Bake and Corey. Uh, we're still not really holding up our end of the bargain. Corey's sitting at two and six, uh, tied for last place, with Eric, who is actually last place. Both of them are two and six. Uh, Bake is three and five. I'm leading the way at four and four, but I've also only scored 791 points, which is the lowest in our division and fourth lowest overall. So, some surprises over last team or last year's juggernaut teams. And then on the other side, uh, on a positive note, Danny and Barrett, the newcomers to the league, seven and one, six and two, showing us all how it's done. Nicely done. I agree with that. And uh, yeah, Barrett's been my surprise team. Um. Yeah, don't know if she's going to keep it up, but she seems to be holding it together a lot better than, say, Laura, who has fallen off a bit. Well, she had had the the big keeper with Michael Thomas, Mm -hmm. but I think coming out of that draft, I I don't remember, I think we had her as one of our least favorite teams coming out of the draft in our our draft preview episode, and, you know, James White came out of nowhere. Todd Gurley has been so good that it's, you know, maybe math some other holes in her roster. I mean, Rodgers has not actually been that good this year. I think he's 15th or 16th as far as quarterbacks are concerned. Mm-hmm. Uh, Landry's been just good enough to be a wide receiver too, and, and she's getting some performances from other players. So she's done a pretty nice job. Uh, the Geronimo Allison pick, which I think we ridiculed, ended up being a pretty decent move. So <laughs> nice job, Barrett. A quick check of the free agent budget numbers. Uh Leading the way with the least amount of money is my co-host, AJ Joshi, throwing $87 at Devontae Freeman. That was obviously 87% of your budget. Uh, Corey and Christina, also under 30 bucks and at 25 Most money, Justin Baker. He's got $92. One of these days, I feel like he's probably going to spend that, right? What yeah. do you? Let, let, let's do this. 
over under amount of money Baker has left at the end of the year. I'm gonna set it at 85. Do you go over or under? This is not a fair bet. <laughs> I can just go, he's gonna go under it and just make him do you, it. You think he'll go under 85? Yeah, like he will make another. You think? Trade it. Yeah. I mean, I took a look at his roster today. Uh, he's only got two guys that he's actually picked up off waivers. His team is mostly the guys that he drafted. He's, you know, swapped out a couple of guys, but his team is mostly his draft picks. Uh, the only guys he's picked up are Joris Allen and Vance McDonald. So, I don't know. I kind of think I'm going to take the over on this one. By the way, Justin is law-schooling three tight ends. Yeah. Not just that. He has Greg Olson. No he was why. injured. Yeah. He was injured, but... What the hell, Justin? Bake seems getting healthier and healthier after basically being, you know, a murder ward earlier in the year. Yeah. Uh, he's now got just one guy on IR and one guy that's questionable. Nice. Okay, so our calling guest of the week is Barrett Thompson. Yes. Joining us live from just around the corner, Barrett Thompson. Barrett, how are you doing today? <laughs> I'm great, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I live really close by. Yeah. Really close. Are you yeah. literally outside our studio? I'm Are standing. you creeping in the window right now? I, I am. I am. Mm, okay. Well, you're not allowed in. You need a pass. You need to be an official member of the podcast. So you can fangirl it up, but you have to stay outside the gates. Yeah. I'm sorry. Perfect. Perfect. That's where I like to be. Real creepy. So, welcome to the league. This is your first year in the league. How are you finding things in the How You Say League? Um, well, you guys are very, very intense about this. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was a little nervous to join this league. Um, I have only done two seasons of fantasy football in the past, and uh, it very much so was not like this. <laughs> so, are you saying there's a little element of beginner's luck? to your 7-in-1 record? Uh, I don't know. I think it solely has to do with the fact that I've taught girly and nothing else. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, you changed your logo this week. We all appreciate this. It's a pretty good logo. I, I don't know if you Photoshopped that yourself with, uh, with Microsoft Paint. It kind of looks like Microsoft Paint. Maybe you found it on the internet. Where, where'd you come up with the logo? Um, I, I just Google searched for it. No. Coincidentally, someone else already had a logo pre-made for two girlies, one cup. Mm. So I stole that. Just like your team, letting other people do the work. That's right. Hey, I am a project manager. That's like the whole point <laughs> of my just, job. Just delegate. Did you search yeah. for this logo on a work computer? Were um, you... no. Well, I mean, every device I own is is owned by work so technically yes i guess i i search for my phone okay so were there any not safe for work images that you found and you thought "Ooh, they're a little bit lacy oh um no actually when you google search two girlies one cup it there's some there's some really lame versions of um this logo this was by far the best one so Okay. No, there, were, there was nothing racy that I had to worry about. Were there any of them that involved centaurs? There were not, okay. sadly. Although, this was like one of the first ones, so I didn't have to search deep within the logo library for this. Uh-huh. All right, well, I mean, tell us about your, your team right now. You're sitting on top of the world, 7-1, and one, showing us all how it's done. Are you feeling like you're going to win the championship? Hell no, definitely not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't know how I ended up seven and one. Um, I don't really know, uh, but I don't think it's going to last long because let's face it, I'm destined for second place. That is true. <laughs> that is very true. Barrett missed second place. Thompson. Uh, yeah. Well, you just made a big move this week, added David Moore. First time oh, yeah. spending fab money. What uh, what was it about David Moore that made you break your uh, you know your embargo on spending money on fab? Um, well, I just wanted to make sure you guys had like some sort of topic to talk to me about. This <laughs> oh, <week>. Perfect. 
that's pretty much pretty much it. Do you know Other who David Moore is? Was, um, I no, no, I have no idea who he is. No, I just okay. like his name, and he seems like a cool guy, and that's usually how I base who I pick. Mm-hmm. Not on colors. Say that again. Not based on colors, colors of teams. <laughs> I was wondering where this comment was going. Colors of teams. I don't get it. AJ's asking if you like Seahawks colors, and that's why you added. <laughs> oh Moore. yeah, I didn't have I didn't have any Seahawks players, so I felt I should probably add one. It was getting a little too heavy with Packers. Well, well now we're under the impression you are a huge Vikings fan because you're from Minnesota. How come you don't have more Vikings on your team? I am not answering that question <laughs> because I'm not from Minnesota, mm. as we all know, except for AJ. Maybe AJ still has no idea that I'm not from Minnesota. He's just wondering why you don't love the Vikings more, yeah. considering you're from Minnesota. Oh, yeah, no, I I fucking hate the Vikings. So, so where are you from? I'm from Wisconsin. Okay, so you love the Badgers. <laughs> I do not love the Badgers. I hate the Badgers. Okay, now I'm all confused about it. <laughs> what is there to be confused about? I'm, I'm from Wisconsin, but I did not go to the University of Wisconsin. I went to the University of Minnesota. So, therefore, I love the Gophers, not the Badgers, and the Packers, not the Vikings. Yeah, but gopher badger is like the same animal. You should pretty much like them both, I think. Well, actually, in a gopher badger fight, I would be betting on the badger. I would, too. Uh, what are the uh, chances yeah. we can get you to change your logo to Todd Gurley's head on a gopher body? Oh. Oh. Um, Intrigued. Yeah, I mean, if there was a logo that existed, I would, I would happily change it mm. to that. Sounds so, like you should delegate that to one of your people. Maybe. I mean, I, I do have some marketing people that I probably could ask to do that for me. <laughs> so, we are a keeper league. You did get to keep Michael Thomas. I cannot remember if it's his... I think it may have been his last year. This should be his last year, yeah. To be kept. So, yeah, have you... Yeah, I can't keep him. One, do you think you're going to be part of the league next year? Ooh. Like, am I going to get ousted? <laughs> no. We don't oust people, okay? Oh. No matter what the rumors have said. We just ridicule them senselessly on WhatsApp until they yeah. quit. Oh. Or okay. they quit WhatsApp, and then we go, well, now you've quit the league as exactly. well. Quitting WhatsApp is essentially quitting the league. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm, I'm uh, fundamentally not a quitter, so probably not going to uh, jump ship next season. So have you thought about next year's keepers? We're like halfway uh, through the season. No, no. I'm I'm uh, very much a procrastinator, and I don't think that far ahead, so I'm only thinking right now. So I'm not thinking about next year. I just like to fly by the seat of my pants, see what happens. That's my, my approach for next season. Okay. So moving on to this week, uh, you're battling your opponent number one, uh, Christina. How do you She's feel? She's going to win. <laughs> She's going to win. But yeah. she doesn't have uh, Saquon Barkley. She doesn't have Joe Mixon. Right? She doesn't have Corley Clement. Her running back core is just, well, not just Alvin Kamara, but just Alvin Kamara. Yeah. She's still going to beat you? I think so. I think so. I think she's going to pull it off. You caught her at the right week. Like, of all the weeks to face Christina, it's now. I know. And the only person you're missing is uh, Carlos Hyde. You're welcome for him. <laughs> Thanks. Carlos Hyde and Will Fuller, who's completely out. Well, so Fuller gave you, you a 20 pointer before he went out for the season. By the way, uh, I'm speaking with uh, two of the people that are the recipients of the Boso trade curse. Basically, whoever I trade away either gets hurt or gets traded into a timeshare. AJ, look out. Tevin Coleman is uh, about to hit the IR. Okay. I don't think it was a curse, though, I think. I think that trade yeah. will work out I think there. I think there's right. definitely a curse. That's why I'm, when I lose the championship, I'm fully blaming it on you, Boyd. <laughs> well, it'll be because you left Carlos Hyde on the bench uh, when he scored, like, two points, points five weeks in a row, and then that week he scores 25 and would have been the difference. That's what's going to happen. 
Well, I mean, he's probably against him, me. He's got to prove himself now to get off the bench. So no. I'm not taking him off the bench till he proves himself. Is he proving himself to you or to the Jacksonville coaching staff? Um, I think all of the above. Mm. Aren't we one in the same? If you are a coach for the Jacksonville Jaguars, then you need to hook me up with tickets because I've been dying to go to a game my entire life. <laughs> yes, I'm I'm a coach and of of that team and also engaged to Aaron Rodgers. Perfect. How's how's Aaron doing these days? Uh, you know they've been falling on hard times. Uh, um, no longer I, holding on to a playoff spot. Uh, it seems yeah, like there's some turmoil yeah, in Green Bay. I think. I think he thinks the season's pretty much over with. Mm-hmm. So um, playoffs are, are not impossible, not out of reach for the Packers, but I don't feel that good about it. Mm-hmm. And neither does he. Will you become a Seahawks fan once the Packers are eliminated from the playoffs? No, absolutely not. Would you root for the winner of that Seahawks-Packers game for the rest of the season? Uh, no. No. I mean, I guess if the Seahawks make it to the Super Bowl and they're playing the Patriots, which I despise even more, then I'd probably root for the Seahawks. But until that point, I mean, there's still a lot of bad blood with the Packers were and you, the Seahawks. Were you in Seattle for that infamous uh, championship game? Um, I don't believe so. No, I was in Salt Lake City. Okay. All right. Well, I think that's all we have for you this week, Barrett. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you. Yes. And please leave our grounds. Uh, Security has been called. No, I'm going to continue to stand outside the window. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Have a good one, Barrett, and uh, best of luck this week. Thanks. Bye. All right. Well, let's move on to the marquee matchup of the week, which we just teased with Barrett herself. Uh, it's Barrett against Christina. Uh, six and two versus seven and one. The ladies leading the way here. Now, mm-hmm. Christina, a little bit shorthanded this week. No Saquon, no Mixon, no Tate, no Clement, no Geo, no Cardinals D. And I think Robbie Anderson is hurt. So literally, whoever she has in her starting lineup right now, that's who she's starting. And yeah. God help her if anybody gets hurt because she got nobody on the bench. Uh, Barrett basically rolling out a uh, top available lineup. Carlos Hyde's on by a couple of questionables in there, but uh, basically rolling with her favorite guys. So let's go through a position by position. Um, first of all, Barrett has an 18-point projected advantage right now, which is pretty healthy. So looking at the quarterbacks, uh, Philip Livers versus the Seahawks D, which is stepping up. Versus Alan Rodgers on Sunday night versus the New England D, mm-hmm. which has also been okay to decent. Like they've been fine. They held uh, Buffalo's quarterback in check, but who's shit? Who hasn't? Uh, they held some thirty point games in there, but there's another thirty okay, point so... game in there, so it's kind of like a box of chalk. That's <laughs> no, you I... never know what you're going to get with this New England. Defense. I think the New England defense has been shit against good defense, good offenses. Yeah, so. Uh, Houston week one was bad because uh, Sean Watson was just coming back, first game mm-hmm. back from his ACL. And he sucks. But then Blake Bortles put up a 37. Yeah. Uh, Which is one of those great offenses you were just talking yeah. about. Yeah. Stafford put up 17. Yeah. And then Lion Tannehill's last game, maybe. I believe so, yes. Yeah, he put up three. Then Andrew Luck puts 23, Patrick Mahomes puts 33, Mitch Trubisky, my new favorite Mm. quarterback, Mm -hmm. puts up 30, and then who knows who from Buffalo puts up Yeah, doesn't matter. All right, well, that being said, uh, I think I like Aaron Rodgers in this matchup, and I think I like him more than I like Rivers against Seattle. Regardless of the fact that Rivers always torches us whenever he plays us. Uh, I think I got to give the edge to Barrett in this one. I, I like that game to be a shootout and for Rodgers to shoot out some wide mm-hmm. receivers. Uh, so it's the battle of the running backs against each other. The Rams are playing New Orleans, and so Todd Gurley versus Alvin Kamara. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I definitely like Todd Gurley against the more looser New Orleans uh, one defense against versus like the Rams front four, which is quite tough. I will say front four, front seven. Mm-hmm. What do they say? Um, looking at the other running backs, uh, well, let me just let me just jump in right here. And I understand what you're saying, and I think that's probably the sentiment. Well, let's look at the numbers a little bit. Saints against running backs, sixth ranked defense. Rams against running. Okay, so they're eighth best. Uh, all right, so both pretty tough matchups when you look at the numbers. Um, I think Kamara's actually got the better matchup, but I do still like Todd Gurley better in this one. Okay. Uh, all right, so anyway, the second running backs, we got Eckler against Seattle and James White against Green Bay. James White. Like Eckler, who, if, if Gordon is healthy, then Eckler may get another 7 to 12 points. Um, if Gordon is not healthy, Eckler's got a much higher ceiling. Yes. Uh, James White is a path, is the pass-catching running back in New England. He's basically the pass-catching running back in the NFL right now. Yep. So, James White for me. Okay. I think I would wait and see how the Gordon news comes out. If Gordon does not play, I think I like Eckler better than White. But right now... Right now with Gordon playing, uh, we'll go James White, and as a group, I'll go with Barrett's running backs over Christina's running backs. Okay. Um, so looking at the wide receivers, it is Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry versus Adam Thielen, Marquise Goodland. Um, name recognition, you'd give it to Barrett, but Jarvis Landry hasn't been that great. And no, he hasn't been great. They just changed their coach. I heard some weather report that it's going to be kind of shitty in Cleveland this weekend, so maybe more of a running game than a passing game. And Marquise Goodwin has somehow been doing it for, like, seven points. Well, he's been a little boomer bust. Uh, he had the huge game against Green Bay and then took a week off and then had the, the long catch last week. Uh, playing the Raiders tonight uh, were mid-game, so we don't know how that's going to turn out. Uh, okay, well, I hear what you're saying. I think I'm still going with the name value of Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry. Uh, Thielen by himself cannot outscore the two of them, and I don't have a whole lot of faith in Goodwin. As bad as the Raiders' defense How many is, points are you going to give me? Will you say Thielen and Goodwin cannot score? I would say Thielen cannot outscore Thomas and Landry combined. That was the statement I made, and that's what I will stick But to. how many points will you give me? I'm I, not giving I, you any points. That's the statement. If you give me five points, I'll take that bit. I would say Thielen plus five. You think Thielen plus five outscores Thomas and Landry? Yes. Hmm. All right, fine, you're on. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on to the tight ends. We got O.J. Howard so and I'm Kyle definitely, Rudolph. I am picking Christina's wide receivers. Okay. That was not clear. For the record, you think, you think Adam Thielen alone plus five points, whatever. Uh, O.J. Howard against Kyle Rudolph. Who you like in this matchup? I okay. If Winston was playing, it was going to be a lot closer. Winston is not playing, so Kyle Rudolph. Okay. Uh, Fitzpatrick loves his deep flirts, loves the the deep ball, likes his wide receivers a lot more than mm-hmm. his tight ends. All right, interesting flexes. Christina's going with the second tight end in the flex, Jared Cook, going up against the shitty San Francisco 49ers. Barrett throwing new acquisition, David Moore, right into the flex. I love it. Also, like, rookie mistake by Christina. She started her flex on Thursday night instead mm. of potentially putting O.J. Howard in the flex. Well, what? she doesn't have anybody else to put in there, so... Well, Lobby I Anderson... think ordinarily uh, I would give that okay. one to you. So if Lobby Anderson is healthy come Sunday, mm-hmm. would you put him in instead of O.J. Howard or Jared Cook? Mm. Probably. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> so you at least give yourself the option. I yes. see what you're saying. All right. Well, I like David Moore uh, because he's a Seahawk and because he's been productive. I mean, he scored a touchdown in each of the last three games, four touchdowns in the last three games combined. Okay. Uh, granted, that passing offense is not high volume, uh, as they say, but... Yep. Feast of famine. But he also plays for the Seahawks, so love it. Uh, defense kicker, you know, toss coin. So... Well, no, it isn't. 
<laughs> oh, okay. You're not going to let me get away with that, huh? Which, no. which kicker do you like better? No. Who cares about kickers? No, okay. um, Vikings D against Detroit in the Dome. They're both domes, so I don't need to worry about it. In one home. of the domes, sure. Yeah. It's in at home okay. for Vikings. You versus, like that I like that matchup versus okay. your boy and my boy against the Bills' defense. Trubisky? Yeah. And Cohen? Yes. I don't know why she's going Bills' defense. That seems a little odd. I mean, I, I mean neither one of these teams gives up a whole lot of points, you know, from the offense giving up points to the defense. Only one double-digit performance given up by the Bears. Uh, only two double-digit performances given up by the Lions. I'll say this. Defense has been kind of a wasteland this year. Like, there's no Jacksonville Jaguars from this year. I mean, the Bears have been pretty good, but, like, there are no Jacksonville Jaguars circa 2017. Offense has been great, and thus defenses have been, you know, a little lucky here and there. You'll get one, but very few consistently performing good defenses. Maybe you say the Vikings. They've actually been pretty decent. They had three straight uh, double-digit performances before last week and four out of seven on the season, Mm -hmm. not counting that negative 11 they put up against the Rams. But generally speaking, defenses are are kind of flip of of the coin no matter what. So So who's your pick? uh, Give me Barrett. I will also take... I will take Barrett. All right. Yeah, Clisson is down to me. All right, let's move on. Uh, Corey against Justin, two and six versus three and five. We've got no one a cares. eleven point projected advantage for Justin right now. Uh, yeah, give me Justin. I'm not even. I'm not even going to think too hard about this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll go with Justin as well. Corey's throwing out Jalen Richard, Cortland Sutton, Devontae Parker. Uh, basically, Corey's in full on tank mode after that <laughs> Evans, <laughs> which is. Kind of funny. I mean, for the last three weeks, he's been making trade after trade yeah. as kind of an all-in kind of move, and then you hit two and oh. six, I guess, and that's the point which you start selling off. So, segue to earlier in the podcast. Yeah, this may have been something. Mm, the reverse segue, unprecedented. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Boyd. Uh, this may have been something you wanted to talk about, which was I took Christian McCaffrey. I could have probably got Kaleem Hunt. Probably. What are your thoughts? I would much rather have Kareem Hunt than Christian McCaffrey. Okay. Even though Kareem Hunt's like boomish, bustish. Well, let me ask you this. Do you think uh, Corey would have done that exact deal if you'd have just swapped out Hunt for McCaffrey? I think so. Unless he thinks he can get another first rounder for Hunt. Yeah. Like, who are the other people that are willing to give up first rounders? You? Uh, Not me. I'm not going to give up a first round pick for anybody. Okay. What because about because the, my team is only four and four, and I've scored the least amount of points in. But division. downgrading, say, a first to someone else's first, or sure. I I mean, I'll say this: I like Kareem Hunt. I mean, you call him Boomer Bust. I struggle to see that he hasn't scored fewer than double digits since week one. Uh, he's got a thirty-four, a thirty-one, and a twenty-five in three of the past five weeks. So, so he is yeah. he's coming on. He's a guy that I like preseason. I. Missed him by one pick. God damn you, Corey. Uh, but, it, yeah, he's the guy that I would love to have on my okay. team. Uh, I mean, to the contrary, and I guess we're just going to talk about this trade the whole podcast, but <laughs> Christian McCaffrey, he's got a ceiling. He's not really a 20-point a game back. He's really good at 10 to 15, but he's got one 20-point game all season. Okay. He's got, you know, a 17, a 17, a 19, so and a So think 10. about it this way. How's the Tampa Bay defense? Uh, not good. Pittsburgh defense is decent. Uh, Detroit defense not good. Not going to comment on Seahawks. Tampa Bay defense not good. Cleveland defense not good. New Orleans defense. Well, we find out they're actually pretty good against running backs. <laughs> oh, okay. So the, I mean, the one thing about the two of those guys, I would say, I mean, McCaffrey hasn't had his buy, and Hunt would still have his buy. So. That was with, also one of With that difference, then sure. Let's go ahead and, and reverse field on that one. All right, let's get back to this matchup. Uh, I'm picking Baker. Do you like Baker? Yeah, we both pick Baker. Yeah, all right. <laughs> let's move on. Uh, Danny versus Eric. We got 6-2 and two versus 2-6. Two and six, uh, And the projections would lead you to believe that it will be exactly that close. We got a 34-point projection for Danny. Uh, and everybody's starting for both teams. Uh, I don't know that we need to get too far into this. I mean, Danny's basically got his top lineup out there. 
and yeah. Eric's got his top. Well, no, 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 no. Eric's down. Eric's, gonna be, down. Eric's down some guys. So poor Eric. He's missing uh, Tyler Boyd, the best Boyd. He's missing Boyd, the second Earth's best Boyd, and Wentz, which is being his three most productive players. And Dalvin still has not got Dalvin Cook out there for a full game, which is unfortunate. Yeah. So, but he's regretting rejecting all those trade offers. I know, right? Right. Uh, yes, I picked Danny as well. All right. Uh, next, we got Andrew against Tansy. Oh, sorry, Andrew Lee against Tansy. Uh, got about a 19 point projected advantage for Andrew. Do you see any reason to. No, Cooper Cup's back. Hopkins has now hopefully getting more one on one coverage with Demelius Thomas there. Um, yeah, I will go with Andrew. Are we sure Cup's back? I mean, he sprained his MCL. ACL? MCL. Sprained yeah. his MCL two weeks ago. That's so usually not a two-week It's injury. fine. Like, he can put in Edo Smith or... Or Jakeem Grant. He can roll <laughs> Jakeem Grant two weeks in a row. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I really want to pick Andrew. I also kind of want to get an upset special pick in there, but ben? I don't, I don't <laughs> know if Tansy's my upset special pick, You need to pick a different pick to me. Yeah. Otherwise, you're not going to catch up. Yeah. Can't do it. Andrew, I'm going with you. Good. All right, next we have uh, myself against Holtzclaw. Are you going to start a tight end, Boyd? Well, I'm thinking about it. Okay, you don't have one on your bench. No, I don't. Okay. So we can, play, we can play the game. Who is Boyd going to drop? Oh, who's Boyd going to drop? Oh, okay. Well, so, I, I, I can't play this game because I have an idea who I'm going to drop. But why don't you go ahead and predict who I'm going to drop to pick up a tight end this week? I believe you are hoping Tyreek Hill is an out at 9 a.m. on Saturday or okay. Sunday. That way you can pick up a tight end for uh, Tyreek Hill being in your IR mm, So you're thinking I'm going to IR Tyreek Hill and have an open spot. Okay? Yes. Is that your official prediction? That's my number one. That's what I think you're going to try and do. Okay. But if that doesn't happen, then you will either, like, let's see, you're projected to lose by about 30 points. 24. Uh, yeah, Holtzclaw, well, we're, we're mid-Niners Raiders right now, but it was about a, th- a full 30 points uh, before the game started. So, yeah, yeah no, Holtzclaw, ESPN loves Holtzclaw's team this week. He's looking loaded. Cam Newton playing Tampa Bay's terrible defense. Adams and Brown are playing first receivers. He's got his first week with Ezekiel Elliott. I'm sure he's psyched about that. Latavius Murray looks like he's going to continue to be the running back in Minnesota with Lamar Miller and his back-to-back great performances. So, yeah, Holtzclaw's got a pretty good-looking team. But uh, he ain't faced the Bosa squad yet. So, based on that, my number two prediction is you may not even start a tight end. Oh, okay. But let's see if you do. Let's see. If you do, I'm going to say your newly picked up uh, player, Tricorn Smith. Okay. Excellent. All right, who are you picking in this matchup? Uh, I'll pick Holtzclaw. Perfect. We'll differ on this one. I'll take myself for the ninth week in a row. Yes. All right, last but not least, we've got you against Laura in the only other matchup uh, besides our marquee matchup of teams that are both at or above 500. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting. Laura does not have a kicker in her line. She's got suck up on the bench, uh, but she doesn't have him in the starting lineup. So let's give her another five points. All right, so we're going to call this about a 10-point projected advantage for you. Yep. Uh, how you feeling this week? I'm not going to make you pick it, because I know that it goes I, against your I moral always complexities. Confident. Well, I can just be like you. Are you always confident? I feel like uh, there are weeks in there in which you wanted to pick the other team, but just couldn't <laughs> officially do so. No, but I would always pick myself. Mm, like, okay. And then I would have a extra four and four on my uh, record. All right, well, here you, you got Laura. Laura was down... She downed Gordon and Ryan last week. This week, she's down AJ Green, D.D. Westbrook, Jags D, and of course, John Ross. So, like two weeks in a row, kind of struggling to find players to throw into that starting lineup. She's got Taylor Gabriel, Corey Davis, Jordy Nelson as uh, some of the starting players in her lineup. I think I kind of like you in this matchup. Is that okay? I mean, the curse is broken. Is it okay sure. to pick you again? Sure. All right. Uh, give me... 
AJ officially okay. in this matchup. Okay, there you go. You can... Got his new acquisitions, Mike Evans and Christian McCaffrey in there. You can make up one. There we go. One more point. Uh, last week, last week we did pretty well. Yes. Uh, you went four and one. I went six and zero. Oh. Picked up a little ground on you. I'm now sitting at twenty five and twenty three. AJ, you're 27 and 13, doing a pretty good job. Wow, your English has improved as well. Or your grammar. <laughs> Using the correct phrases in the yeah, correct. the correct idioms. All right, uh, this week's weekly prize is fewest points by a winning team. I feel like this one was made for me. <laughs> I am doing a real good job of squeaking by with 80 and 90 point wins this year. I feel like this is a great opportunity for Bosa to pick up another 9.99. Well, is it going to be you right now? The but you gotta win. So you gotta yeah. win to be eligible. So, so right maybe now, seems like Eric and Corey oh, are projected. Oh, the low name points. change happened live on the air. The centaurs are no more. <laughs> <laughs> Beat hard with a vengeance. And he's got a new logo. Uh, looks like Bruce Willis. He's got to put uh, CJ Beat Hard's face on there, yeah. or Nick Mullins' new star quarterback for the San Francisco yep. 49ers. But, yeah, I think the lowest winner is, projected winner right now, is potentially... Yeah, give me your pick for uh, the winner of the 999 this week. I will say Andrew Lee. Okay. Yeah. I'm sticking with myself. (laughs) Big surprise! More fun that way. Big, big surprise! So you think Holt Skull's team is going to tank? Yeah, well, I think they'll get about 87. I'm going to get about 88. And then everybody else, every other winner is probably going to score in the hundreds. So, yeah, I'm looking for another uh, performance a la two weeks ago, which I came back on Monday night. Oh, and the other thing which we should mention in our mid-season report, we're all over the place tonight, was I believe the highest points for the week. So, uh, oh, yeah. Best week so far. Uh, I looked at this the other day. It's Andrew with a 169. I think it was in week four, maybe. There were some huge performances that week. Uh, oh, yeah. Christina had a 162, but it was not good enough. Uh, yeah. and- Andrew's sitting at a 169 right now. 69.99 goes to whoever has the most points in any given week this year. Uh, how fitting that Andrew's sitting there with a 169 right now. So <laughs> we shall see how that one plays True. out. All right. All right. I think that's it from us. Uh, Best of luck this week. Good luck. Happy fantasy football. Bye.